Oh my goodness. We had a little small glitch getting on the first time. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. I'm so tired, I can't even think straight. <laughs> good afternoon, everybody. Happy Friday. I'm Dr. Missy Head with Ezekiel's Wheel. Hope you guys are having a great week. It's always good to get into Friday. So you know I like that too. You like my butterfly? I love my butterfly. I think they're a lot of fun. Um, but I hope you guys are having a great week, actually. And I'm sorry I'm gotten on so late today. Um, I just have had has a super busy week. I can't help but say what it is. So it's actually, I know, right? Everybody's had a busy week this week. Has it seemed like that for everybody? I mean, it, it's just really, it's unlike anything I've ever had. I was up to 11 o'clock last night trying to get everything ready for teaching today. And um, so I'm not trying to mess with my hair, but it's kind of funk-a-dunk right now. So I hope you guys doing well hope you're getting ready for your weekend um i do have a word for you today actually and you know it's i want to preface it with this because i really really think that as we enter into the c2 season we've always talking about c2 we hate c2 i'm sorry i'm just being honest um but you might be feeling a little bit of pressure as we enter into this august 30th when c2 starts season <laughs> i said that kind of cockeyed there um, but yeah, August, not August, April 30th, excuse me. So I can't even think, I'm not even talking right. April 30th is when it starts. April 30th, usually through about September 15th. But you might be feeling the influx of pressure right now. And and that's a good indicator if you are, that people are already starting to act kind of goofy um, because of their triggers. They're getting triggered by the witchcraft. And so if you're getting triggered, that probably means you might have a little witchcraft in you, a little bit of flesh in you. And that's kind of what today's talk, topic is about, where it talks about God taking his, his true believers into the land, Caleb and Joshua. He's taking Caleb and Joshua into the land. And then they have these grasshopper spies, the grasshopper spies. So the title today, grasshopper spies, the flesh heapers, the old systems cratering, and then true righteousness. And so... If you find yourself absolutely beyond fatigue right now, because most of the body of Christ really is, and they're just like, I don't know if I can do this, da, 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 da. That, that's a pretty good indicator that the test is almost over, where you think you're not going to make it, you think you're too fatigued to make it. And, and you know, the best news of the whole thing is, and God told me this on the way home doing this today, um, but he said, if, if you think you're not going to make it, chances are the test is almost finished. But the best news is that, the test has already been predetermined for you. I mean, he's already guaranteed you that if you've stepped into trust, if you've stepped into this new place by faith, that's all he was waiting for you to do is to step into faith. That's all he asked for the Israelites when they were leaving Egypt. That's all he's asking for America right now. Just step into the trust test. It's already been predetermined. You're going to win if you trust him. Okay, if you trust him, just come on over. So, and, and, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I'm going to go ahead and start off with the bad news first. You want the bad news first or the good news? Tell me the, what do you want first? Because the rest of it's just good news. Just a little bit of bad news. So I'll start off with the bad news first. Just let me take my medicine first. But this is for all you people who haven't been listening. Um, we're in a season where we see so many supposed Christians operating in the flesh, trying to pass their hidden behaviors or sins off as righteousness. And their hearts are so far away from God. And, you know, grace does cover them, but grace won't be bringing them over into the new land anytime too soon unless they decide to change and be changed and decide to do things God's way. 
And so he's trying. The good news about that is I'm going to give you some good and bad as we go along, hopefully. The good news to that is, is that I'm sensing a shift in some of the leaders. People are starting to pay attention, like, mm, maybe there's something to this. Maybe we need to pay attention to the C2 thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, hopefully. And, and maybe we need to start trying to reevaluate how we have been living, how we have been behaving. Yeah, maybe. So, yeah, God's saying, yeah, it's a time to do that if you want to come all the way across. And so it's not an arrogant thing. It's it's God, I think, frustrated saying it's about time. It's about time. I got your attention. And all of these prophets standing up saying all this stuff and they haven't been standing up in faith. They've been mixing it with the flesh. So it's a mixture of the holy with the unholy. So their words didn't go anywhere. That's part of the problem. The other part of the problem is for the it affected the true prophets of God and the true intercessors and front runners. Because we have witches and Satanists in the land now. We've got two kingdoms vying for control, which is good will always prevail over evil. But we've got witchcraft releasing macro, micro spells through gates, creating spiritual gates of, if you will, or blocks to the ascension of our words and the spirit. And so they've been effective in trying to hinder the words of the true saints, the prayers of the true saints from going forward. So it's up to you to recognize what they do and to break it off Cause it to fall to the ground. If God didn't speak it, it has to fall to the ground, which will release the true words of the true prophets. Hence, we see the shift. We're sensing the shift for once. Thank God. Thank God. So as we approach the C2 star dates, we're still seeing people act like hell behind the scenes because of the spirit of offense and sabotage and then praying witchcraft so badly that they might as well join the coven. But the reality is, is that they're nothing more really than hidden witch and so god's exposing them we've already talked about that that's old news but it's because of a bad heart condition so yes god is trying to get your attention he's trying to get you to change and be changed out of mercy instead of letting your flesh rule you so again as we approach c2 start date again is april 30th we're beginning to feel the influx of pressure build are you feeling under pressure under pressure and what this is is it's holy ghost fire Versus strange fire. And the problem as to why many will not progress through this portion of God's heart is because they don't understand the difference. Do you know the difference between Holy Ghost fire and strange fire? God says, I've come to bring you life and to bring it in abundance. And he's saying, choose life. Choose me. Choose me. And so we're seeing people act like hell we're seeing them still act like death hello death has come into the nation right now i'll explain that in a second but they don't know how to fight it they don't know how to fight the strange fire they don't know how to fight the witchcraft from within them and so we have a lot of people that aren't even willing to acknowledge that they're operating in a spirit of witchcraft they're partnering with the enemy and so he's having a field day in their lives and he's keeping them stuck going round and round and round this mountain for years on it and then we're seeing frustration levels uh, anger levels rise in these people. Bitterness levels rise. So if you don't know anything about Jesus, you either get better with Christ or you get bitter. And so God is trying to get our attention. He's trying to get us so sick and tired of being sick and tired that we're willing to do something about it with him. And he's trying to get our attention to participate and come up in power, kingdom power. And so the problem that many aren't progressing through God's heart is because they don't think they have a problem. They don't think they have a problem. But they just stay stuck year after year after year. And 
We have a lot of people behaving very badly, especially some leaders, that they're being driven by what is on the inside of them, which honestly is pure evil in some of them. It's pure evil. And so thinking God hasn't taken notice. But when will we see the God of love show up? When will we see the love of God show up in any of them? I'm, I'm waiting I, I never dreamed that we would walk in these times and see what we're seeing, but God told us it was going to happen. He already had prepared us for this, what, two or three years ago. And so we're here we are. We're walking it out. We're seeing it happen. And and so God's getting rid of showboating. He's getting rid of one-man shows. He's getting rid of church as we knew it. And And we're stepping into this place now where he's getting everybody, leaders and sheep involved in the cleanup process. He's trying to clean up the church. If we can get people who are called by my, by God's name and humbling themselves and so that they can turn away from their wickedness so God can heal their land. He's trying to get leaders involved and sheep involved in the same process where the sheep can know who they can trust again. So it's a big deal. It's a big, big deal. And so the, the message of the hour is all about deliverance, deliverance, deliverance. And Lord's saying, get your religious butt into deliverance. But then they get out all puffed up like a puffer fish in their unrighteous indignation of their fake holy thinking, thinking more of themselves than they do of God. And this is what God's going after in this hour. And so if that offends you, listening, send you some. So for those of you who are listening, the pressure of C2 again has already started to increase. This is their season. The summer is their season. And. The winter season is actually our season. I think about that. The Lord showed me that today. The summer is their season, but the winter season is our season. Winter seasons are pretty late. Usually a time of barrenness. But for us, it's fruitfulness because God will show up, show off. Show up and show off. That's, that's a holy God. He's a, he's a miracle working God. And so it's a season. The winter season is a season for Christians. So I think that's just super interesting how God comes in behind the enemy. The, the Lord always lets the enemy go first. And then he kind of comes in behind him and he creams him with miracle working power. If you know anything about him, shows up and he shows off. But as you enter into the C2 season, the Lord's saying, be wise, free from your weaknesses. When the Lord puts his finger on your triggers, when things that normally wouldn't bother you start to bother you, make note of it. That's something you need deliverance from on this level. So he's trying to show you your triggers. And he's trying to help you to go higher because they're indicators of what it that leads us numbers 14 1 through 15 6 and god's a big god god's a big god if if you're facing big circumstances right now where people are trying to play god in your life they're trying to act like they're god over your life you know and the last laugh will be on them by the way because god is he's letting the devil go first he's letting the devil go first before he comes in and creams him from behind but this is what jacob excuse me joshua and caleb did get their names right uh joshua and Caleb did this but they were men of faith and they trusted god hey good afternoon but they were men of faith and they never worried about any of their problems even though they had some big problems that's a pretty big mountain they had to climb they also had a big god how many of you feel like you've had some pretty big issues show up around you as of late because as the light gets lighter the dark gets darker and because of where our nation is at right now Intercessors are having to face things we've never had to face before. We're having to face weaknesses in other people. We're having to face the cult. We're having to 
uh, different things in people we thought we could trust that now we know who they are. They're not who they say that they are. All seven mountains. Hello. And, and we're just got some big problems. We've got some big things we're facing, but God's like, I'm a big guy. I'm a big enough God to handle it all. So in this season, many of the new move launchers, including myself are noticing the heightened witchcraft affecting God's people because witchcraft's main objective is to create chaos. Don't get caught up in the chaos. Where am I going with that? The whole purpose to me of C2 is to show us what's inside of us. Okay. It's to show us how much true righteousness we have, how much of God's spirit we have versus how much the flesh we have. So you've got a spirit of witchcraft or strange fire battling the spirit of love versus Holy Ghost fire. And Jesus said, I've come to bring you life and to bring it in abundance. The Lord says, choose life. Choose life. Don't choose yourself. Don't choose your flesh. But we have so many that don't think they have any problems. And so they keep going back like a dog to their vomit over and over and over again, thinking that they're going to stop God. And on top of that, this is the, this is the big joke of the hour. So many of these screwed up people think they're going to stop the move of God, the new move. And even we have... Uh, these people that instead of coming up alongside of the new move and trying to help the new move come in, if it, they have this baby mentality of, if I can't get it, we can't go to his home. Or basically the other mentality is, if it can't um, nobody's going to God said, grow the heck up. Grow up, take your, take your diapers off and go somewhere else or do whatever, mm. but just go away from here. God's coming in from your saints right now. He's looking for a seasoned bride right now. And so people operate in different seasons. He uses different vessels for different seasons. Hey, James Carvino, it's good to see you. But he's, he's looking for a mature bride right now. And so he's looking for people who want to get rid of the witchcraft and they're people that want to get rid of their flesh. That's the type of people he's looking for right now. People who want to come up into love. They want to come back to the basics of love. And they're not looking for someone to to be a yes man around them. They're looking for the truth. They're coming in for God's coming in for warm, loyal, loving, godly people. That's what he's looking for as far as his bride, but, but a warm, loyal, loving bride, but we have to get rid of us first. And so the Lord's saying in this season, if you're still stuck in your flesh, thinking that you're God, you're operating in a wrong spirit. You're operating in a different spirit. I like that. That's really cool. Where'd you find that? <laughs> That's so cool. How'd you put that hand up there? That is such an, how did you do that on, on YouTube? That is really, really cool. Is it one of the icons? Real quick. Fun. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. I can do it. Yeah, I can look at Look at this. Look at this. How much fun is this? Okay, I found something new. I found a new toy. I'm a gadget person, so that's always fun to me. Okay, we'll go back. So, <laughs> okay, so anyway, let me get back on track here. I know, right? So that is so much fun. Back on track. A lot of people, though, are operating different spirits. See, I can stay on track. A lot of people are operating different spirits, and especially outside of the spirit of love. And if people, what I'm fighting is if this old move versus the new move, if, if they can't come in and you don't, I'm going to be blunt. Can I be blunt? I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to get a little, if they're getting fleshy, why can't I just jump out and be in the flesh real quick? If, they, if you don't do KMA to them, then they are like, or, or what is it? Upside of KMA. 
Uh, but if you don't do that with them, they're like, oh, no, we're going to shut you down. It's like, get a jack squat, man. Acts 539, go read your Bible for crying out loud. I mean, it's, one, it's not about you. It's about him. If your heart were really for him, come up alongside of the new move and try to build it instead of tearing it down. So obviously, your heart is finding you out. And so in this new move, by the way, isn't about the church. That's what the church is really missing because God has spent 35 years trying to get into the church. Let him in. Who wouldn't let him in? God's like, you've had your opportunity. I'm going to the world, says the Lord. I'm going to revival where people really, really need me. And by the way, the new move leaders, a lot of us, we're really blunt. And we're very, we look like the world in a sense. We're not. We're very, God knows our hearts. Matthew 5, 8, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. We're nothing like you, old movers. We're nothing like you. We don't want to be like you. In fact, that's why God won't let you get involved because you try to take it over and make it just like the screwed up thing you messed up. The apparatus of religion. So it's like, what, what good would you do here? So no. In your offense, and your spirits of offense, and your spirits of pride, Lord's saying, get away from me. Get away from me. You didn't listen to me the first time when I tried to talk with you. I've moved on. The cloud has moved on. So this goes in where we're seeing witchcraft now manifesting these people as an evil king, queen, priest, counselor, judge, where they're abusing the courts of heaven and they're already batting zero to nothing because they're still in the flesh. And the Lord is saying, if you're, if, is this season, if your flesh holds you back, if you let your flesh hold you back, then you're not going to be moving into your new land. So for the true body of Christ, God is saying, watch your words right now as you move into C2. Watch your emotions. Because the only way to come up above your enemies is not to react, but to respond. In love. Not to react, but to respond. And so be slow to speak, be slow to anger. And allow God to direct your words in actions and all things, especially as we move through C2. I had uh, some things happen this last week where I saw witchcraft rising, and it's actually happened to me like three different times where I've saw the spirit of witchcraft rise. And, and it's, it's because, well, obviously we have covens in our areas, our area too. And I was thinking, okay, God, what do I do about this? Because I could see how witchcraft was affecting people. It will make people act, act crazy, absolutely crazy, out of their mind crazy. And the Lord said, only say what I say. Say just what I say. And say it when I say it. Exactly when I say it. So you don't say anything until he tells you to say it. You don't say anything but what he tells you to say. Because witchcraft's main objective is to create chaos. The devil loves chaos. God is a God of order. So that's what God is doing. He's teaching you how to walk through the enemy's camp and how to choose life. That's what he's teaching you this season. So that's your ticket to moving through this season quickly. As for Caleb, he never looked at the size of his problems when he confronted issues around him. He only looked at the size of his God. Because he too was a man after God's own heart. Are you? That's where faith will take you in this season. We're walking in prophetic faith. We're walking in, in a prophetic spirit. We're following as a cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night. You're doing exactly what God tells you to do. And so what we're also seeing too, thank you, Holy Spirit, we're seeing witchcraft now come in. God, show me how to articulate this. Place. We're seeing witchcraft operate in those that are stuck in the flesh. I've already studied that. We're seeing it operate through the occult. I've already stated that. 
but we're also seeing it try to come at our senses where you can't sense sense anything see anything coming at your fivefold giftings but hello your feelings have nothing to do with your faith your fivefold giftings have nothing to do with your faith it doesn't matter what you feel or what you don't feel hey miss hernandez it's good to see you um it doesn't matter what you feel it doesn't matter what you can't see you have to walk in some places by blind faith blind faith taking god at his word did god tell you he was going to do a thing then he's going to finish what he started if he told you something and it doesn't matter how comes that thing it doesn't matter how many ungodly people how much of the flesh comes at that thing if god said it he's going to finish what he started because this is a different season for those of you who've stepped out on trust who've stepped out in faith the lord says i'm gonna let the devil go first let the witchcraft go first and then i'm gonna show up with signs wonders season we're walking in so for those of you who have trusted to come to come out of the old and into the new god is saying i know the witchcraft is coming at you and it, it seems to be coming out of the woodwork all of a sudden as we enter into c2 and the lord said don't worry about it's not, it's not going to touch you it's not going to touch you even though it tries to touch your mind it tries to touch your gift it tries to touch your feelings the lord says if you don't react learn to respond you're just going to be walking with a cloud by day pillar fire by night it's all going to be go it's going to go well for you matter of fact the lord said this c2 for those of you who have been obedient it's going to go as smooth butter smooth as butter it's a smooth butter it's going to go as smooth as butter so as your witchcraft pressure builds up chances are if it's thick it might be because you have a little issue of it inside of you it's called witchcraft which affects people on the outside and the inside it means you have to get rid of it from within as well as then it kind of leaves from without so it'll try to affect you in different circumstances but once you get it out of the inside of you if you've got a trigger or if, if it comes in and affects you emotionally if it affects your thinking if it affects your ability to stay on task etc etc um, once you get it out of you you have an ability to navigate through it with ease it's not as hard to recognize it's not as hard to respond to because you realize what it is you just take it for what it is and it's like yeah so what ding ding it off so in order for you to move into the new then if you have witchcraft as well you also need to consider that you might have jezebel which is control and manipulation that's what i'm seeing in a lot of leaders still these days stuck in the flesh operating in witchcraft uh, they chose not to come into the new move. They're getting ticked off. They're panicking now. They've realized they've losing, they're losing firepower. They're not able to fight like they used to. And pretty much 150% of the time, they're also operating in Jezebel, which is a controller and a manipulator in the flesh. Some of them even are narcissists. Some of them. I'll be going to that here in a second. So for those of you who are there, you have layers of work that God needs to take off of you. That's the hard truth there. Not to be a negative Nelly. So, you see, like Caleb, we have unbelieving spies amongst us who are still trying to get into the new land with us, but are so full of the grasshopper mentality. And they have, a, if they're offended by you, that's a pretty good indicator of who you are to Christ because you won't commiserate with their negativity or their unbelief. And they just can't believe that they're being proved wrong. That's what's going on in this hour. You're not singing their song. But their wrongness depicts the conditions of their hearts or their 
attitudes towards you. It's called persecution. It's because in reality, they think they're grasshoppers. That's what they're struggling with. And I say to you, I say to most people, I say to them, let them be grasshoppers. Let them be grasshoppers. But as for you, you come out and you come through, Caleb. Come on through. This is your time. You've done what God asked you to do. And you can't walk anyone else's walk but your own. That's your only responsibility. So when the grasshoppers get angry with you for having mountain-moving faith, just point them to the Word. He's big enough to change them like he changed you. Okay? So Caleb knew that the future was actually his friend. He wasn't afraid of the unknown. Remember, God called us three years ago, and I think it was through one of the other apostles. He said there are four people groups. I've already told you about that. One people group was actually saying that we're stuck underneath the apparatus of religion, and they were like, nope, we're not going anywhere. This is as good as it gets. We're good here. We don't need what you think you've got for us. God said, that's fine. I'll go to the next group. And the next group was like, well, we kind of, yes, no, maybe so, if not spiritual schizophrenics. And they were stuck underneath the apparatus of death like the first group, but not as entrenched. And they were like, no, we're not really sure. They had that iffy, iffy mindset. They decided to say, but the third people group were actually the ones that were in a heap of trouble because they were the ones that, that were actually arrogant enough to think, well, we're going to go into the land with you and we're going to take this apparatus with us. God said, nope, you're not going. Not going to happen. That's what I'm trying to free you of. That's what part of the trust test is about. Coming out from the things you've always known and stepping into the new. Coming back to the basics of love. And so the only one going out and through is this group that said, God, I don't know where you're taking us. I just know you're good. I know from past seasons, interacting with you, that you've always been good to me. And God said, yep, you're a candidate. Come on, go with me. Yeah. So that's the people group that are coming out and through. So not Believing God is a dangerous thing because unbelief is as the sin of rebellion. And because of how it caused people to look back to Egypt or the spirit and the apparatus of religion. As though that could ever save anyone. And this was the report of the majority of the grasshopper spies because their thinking was, if I can't have it, neither can you. And actually the biggest thought process they were going through was like, I'm too scared. I just don't know if I'm, what if I'm wrong? What if I lose it all? What if you do lose it all? Well, it would be the best thing that ever happened. At least you would have tried and obeyed the Lord. And you know, it's, it's so funny because a lot of their attitudes now is, is as in their bitterness of soul, they're saying, if I can't have it, neither can you. And God's sitting on his throne, laughing deeply and loudly at them. And God's saying, you want to bet? Watch me move. On behalf of their faith, flesh heapers, all you have to offer is your sinful flesh. Your doubt and unbelief, your fear, and then your spirit of death. And then you have the audacity to tell my people that they have to stay as miserable as you've chosen to live your life. You've chosen to stay the same. No thanks, Pharaoh. Let my people go. Because they're coming out and through and into the new, despite what you thought you had planned for them. Remember when God said, my gifts and callings are irrevocable? Well, part of ir- what part of irrevocable don't you understand? What, what, it, what is pride? How has pride so blinded you that your own faithlessness or your own fl- fleshliness, let me say that correctly, how did it blind you so badly? 
Because it's the same thing that blinded the devil. And how did you get into the place where you thought that you were me, says the Lord? Because the last person that did that was cast down out of heaven. As will your flesh be if you try to enter in your own way this season. You understand? So there's a very, very particular way that God has us entering into the land. And the Lord wants us to know the difference between fear and faith, where the flesh tries to keep us locked into our fears of what if, what if, what if, what if. My whole thinking, my whole train of thought actually there is, is what's the worst thing that could happen to me? What if I go in and I'm wrong? At least I try. I don't have to live in the regret of what if, what if, what if, coulda, woulda, coulda. I can say I tried. Okay, good. We came, we conquered. And look where it brought me. <laughs> so anyway, faith always looks ahead with courage while unbelief looks back and complain. Always seeing life through a critical eye. Hello, that's the spirit of religion. Always trying to find fault with everyone and everything about God or his new moves. You know, I had an Aunt Edith one time who, when we would approach her, often wounds, because we were always dumb kids. We were always into something. We were always running around wearing overalls and things like that as kids and shorts, whatever. And we would come in with scraped knees and stuff like that. And she would see what we'd done. We'd, she would see what we'd gotten into. And look at us. And we would always say, and you know, they got a problem. Got this and this and this going on. And da, 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 da. She'd look at us and she said, well, that's a problem. That's a problem. And, and that's what she chose to do with us because she knew that a lot of our problems were self-inflicted because we didn't listen and we didn't do what we were told to do. And so this is sometimes what faith will do or faithlessness will do when it's afraid to go forward in any direction. And so if you know anything about faith, true faith will always try to unite the people of God while unbelief looks for somebody to blame. And Caleb and Joshua knew this. Caleb and Joshua knew this. Which brings us to Mark 14, 53 through 72, which talks about preparation for resurrection power. Hold on. Sorry about that. Let me let me get some help in here. Well, what you got? Hold on one second. Okay. Get some help up in here, up in here. Maybe not. Okay. So anyway, we'll stop right there. We'll just keep going with the thing. So we're back into Mark 15, 15, 53 through 72. And it talks about preparation for resurrection power. And if you know anything about when God starts preparing you to go anywhere new, there are four types of preparation that have to occur on the level that you're operating on. Okay. And it's the same thing Jesus went through before he went to the cross. It's the same process every time. God gives you a dream. You get ready for crucifixion on that level. Uh, then you get ready for new fellowship. You get ready for danger. And then you get ready for death. That sounds really cynical, doesn't it? Okay, what does that mean? Um, for burial, 
That means on that new level, you've got to get the grave clothes off. You've got to get the triggers off, all your weaknesses off in order to enter into the new place. For fellowship, you're getting ready to meet the Father on a new level. You have to go higher in the Spirit of God. You have to make it up to His heart processes. So you're able to walk with Him in the new place. You know His ways, what the spiritual laws are on that level. Then you get ready for danger. You have to understand that not everybody's going to be happy for you when you walk in that new place. And everybody's going to rejoice with you for obeying the Lord, which brings persecution when you're stuck in the flesh. And then finally you see death. And it's an actual, that represents the actual crossover process into kingdom living, a.k.a. your promised land. So Jesus had to be ready for the cross. He had to be ready for his new place, even though it was to be seated beside Christ in heavenly places. Just like God wants all of us to be ready for this new place. He wants his own children to come up into resurrection power. And when we decide that maybe God won't mind if I keep this or if I keep that, maybe he does. Maybe, maybe he does. Maybe, maybe God wants to give you a great life, but that only comes with complete trust as God the Father begins to receive us back to his heart, back to the basics of love. Just like God told Jesus, you don't need to fear the cup of persecution because I've already prepared you. If you said yes to me, I've already prepared you for this new thing on this new level. You don't have to fear the future. There's nothing there to fear if you're walking in me, says the Lord. And so I've been saying for a long time, about three years now, those that choose to step into resurrection power, I've been seeing that the persecution would come. I've been seeing it, and it's already happening. It's happening in the flesh. It's happening um, in the church. It's happening around us everywhere we go in the world. Everywhere you see it, you're seeing it now. People are hating the church. And, and actually, I think, too, that they hate you because they actually want what you have. They just don't know they want it. They don't know what it is that you've got that, that they want. They just know that, it, it rubs them the wrong way because when God comes in the room, it puts pressure on people. His spirit puts pressure on people. And so you may have to accept some things that are going on around you and learn that it's not going to be doing church as usual the way things have been done in past seasons. And I'm sorry for the noise outside. We have people cutting down trees from our ice storm that we have. See, the devil doesn't want you hearing this message, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. But the only way to come into this new place, though, is, is to come in with complete trust. Trust in God, just knowing that he's good for his word. He's good, and he does what he says he will do. As he begins to receive us back to his heart and back to the basics of love, which includes stepping into your dreams, into your promised land blessings. And so, as we begin journeying into the beginnings of resurrection power by the love gifts within, remember I told you, some are given the gift of joy, others faith, while very, very few are given the gift of love. And so, where God birthed himself into vessels from birth, for these vessels to be standard bearers for this moment in history, to show the body the way back to kingdom. This is the front runners for this hour. This is for the ones that are getting ready to walk in power. And so back to God's heart of love and glory. In this example with Jesus then, Jesus was able to look at the persecution, the different mindsets. 
because he'd already submitted to God's will. So what he basically was saying to me was, you know, God, I trust you. I've seen you operate in past seasons. I've seen the goodness of God. I trust you no matter where you take me. I don't care what comes with this new place. I know you're going to be with me while I walk through it. That's what he's basically saying. Ignore her. So if you're going through mega persecution from a religious spirit in this hour, it's because they have limited vision and they want what you have. But many aren't willing to go through to get what you got so that they can have what your vessel houses. And to that, I'm pulling in Aunt Edith and I'm saying, that's a problem, but not for me. So Psalms 53, 1 through 6, where God's saying, who am I to you? Who am I to you? As we wrap this up this Friday, and the Lord's saying, what you think concerning God the Father can determine your personal character and conduct. Do you understand? It, the way, if you pull God down to your level, down to your fleshly level, and you think that you're as good as him or that you're as, as godly as him, which is what I'm seeing a lot of in this hour, I'm absolutely appalled at the level of arrogance that I'm seeing in the sheep and in the church and the way that they pray, the way that some of the things that they say, not in all leaders, because there are a lot of good leaders out there, but and, and the ones that are really screwed up, they're making their themselves known. And so the Lord is letting us see who's serving who, who's serving themselves and who's love. And we're seeing the two streams formulate now where we're seeing streams of religion, the flesh start to formulate where people are demanding to stand at that apparatus of religion and death. And then we're seeing stream of love start to form where people are stepping over into the spirit and they're learning to walk by faith and not by sight. And they're coming into this place of God's power and his might. But then we're seeing those that think that they're as big as God, that they are everybody else's God. And, and God is letting this happen, I believe, to differentiate between the two people. And so I literally saw this start to happen. I didn't know I was actually observing this about six or seven years ago when I ran into a, a person who I thought was of God. And the Lord started talking to me, Balaam, 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 Balaam. Jezebel, 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 and letting me observe this person's heart. And and I didn't understand the person would throw like these rage fits at God. Rage fits when things didn't go their way and getting mad on the phone. And, and I would be thinking on the phone at the time, and I, even my best friend was interacting with this person. And, and they're like, this person's got psychological problems, man. They're like, ugh. And... And I, because I don't get me wrong either when I say that too, because I realize that everybody goes through things in their walk. And sometimes our walks are a struggle. I get that. I get that completely. And I have compassion for that because I go through that too. But our weaknesses and our actions in her own personal life led to conduct outside of her life or in her prayer life, where she'd also then tried to get me to pray witchcraft prayers with her against a husband's ex-girlfriend and against other people uh and then she would falsely accuse them of being a witch and i started thinking heard a lot i said lord what's up with that and lord said she's one and he started teaching me in that example of in interacting with this person for a short season a very short season how to recognize the truth from the false and i didn't have any clue that's what god was teaching me about that so pay attention to your relationships first of all Pay attention to your testing second, because they're all teaching you and readying you for this new place that you're going to be walking in that will be bringing persecution. 
and some of the persecution might last for a while. Um, it was interesting in that situation too because the Lord told me it ran in her bloodline, witchcraft ran in her bloodline, and God had also started to put his finger on extreme narcissism and dysfunction, which she still operates in today. Still operates in. And so, and it's sad because so many in the church, and she's not the only one, can't just label it as to one vessel. A lot of people are being affected by this Jezebel right now. And it's a lot of it is caused by not getting better with Christ, but getting bitter. They're getting bitter by their testings. Instead of allowing the testings to refine them and help them get better. So they're giving way to their flesh and they're giving way to all these triggers and these weaknesses. And hence they just stay stuck going round around the mountain while the while the Lord passes them by and they're now losing firepower. And God is trying to teach you how to pass the test. It it's not it's not like um this is hard. Obviously the pressure gets kind of difficult sometimes. Because he's teaching you and he's telling you the answers and what will give you the power to pass the test. If you'll just listen. So when he's telling you, okay, witchcraft is rising and it's going to be bringing in pressure and it's going to start making you uh, operate in things and things will start bugging you that normally wouldn't bother you. Triggers. Just bringing it to the surface. Make Take note. Then take it to your local deliverance minister and get free. Or take it and hit your knees and let him deliver you of it in your own private time. But you have to understand that even in the times of persecution, when he's allowing certain people to be drawn to you for where you stand spiritually, you draw people to yourself like yourself, for good or for evil. So the level of people or the caliber of people that you draw to yourself will kind of give you an indication of your current heart condition. Sincerely, I used to pay attention to that all the time in the last 35 years. And I'm thinking, this is so strange. Why am I drawing these weird people? I'm sorry to say that, but I mean, that's what you think sometimes. It's like some of these people are just so freaking weird. And, and they're like, how could you say that as a minister? Well, I'm being honest. You, you run into the people who try so hard to be something that they're not. I'm just shooting straight up. I'm being my. I can't be. But I mean, instead of just being who they really are. Honestly, and you're saying, well, maybe they were being who they really were. No, a lot of it is, is pretense. A lot of it is people trying to wear a plastic mask and being who they think God is versus who he reveals himself to be. And just being yourself. I mean, it's one thing to me to have flaws and to say, you know, Jesus, I got this issue. And to go around other people and have them love you unconditionally through the, through the issue versus being plastic and trying to act like you don't have a problem. And trying to hide it. And then it kind of pops its head up here and there. And you kind of show yourself for who you really, really are. That's what we're dealing with. You cannot hide who you really are. Do you understand? Your sin will find you out. So God's saying, it's better just to get free from it. And let me free you from it. So I can bring you into the place you'd rather be. And you'll be free from it. You won't have to deal with living a lie anymore. But the Lord says in this season, if you're still drawing dysfunctional, hurtful people, then maybe it's time to take a look at what's in your own heart and let God show you yourself. Because at this stage in the game, you should be drawing truly loving people and people who operate in integrity and in truth, not yes men or people who kiss up to you because of who you think you are. 
And there's so many people that are legends in their own minds and not God's. And God despises them because they won't get honest with him and they only serve themselves, not him. They're the ones that have gotten in trouble with him now. They've been demoted. They've, they've not moved on. And so for this woman, she only served herself back then and she, he, she's still probably doing it today. I don't really, really care, but it's another sign and example of fake holy and God's moving that out of the way right now in this hour. So I thank God though, uh, for protecting me. God really did a job of protecting me during that time because I was just telling our team, amazing to me how some people will pull up alongside of you for networking purposes. And it's, it's this way all over the body of Christ. Um, it's just like the world where people use people. And it's that it was this way in the media entertainment industry. When I was there, um, it was everybody always kissing up to the next person. And actually there, they were sleeping around to do it. They slept their way to the top. And, and I'm sorry, but that's the truth. And, and it, 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 but the group of people that I hung out with when I was employed there, we were, they were all Christians, spirit-filled Christians. And it was really, really cool because I'm friends with a lot of them today. And so, but it's amazing to me how people <laughs> schmooze up around instead of letting God connect them to who they're supposed to be connected with. And, you know, I don't want to be anywhere in the body. And by the way, that woman, let me woman falsely accused me of using them or using her. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, your, bit, your ministry is bigger than mine. And I'm the one that walked away from the relationship. Clue to self, note to self, something's going on there. Because I could have used you in that season. I didn't want anything to do with you. So I don't know. Go back and re-examine your, your head. You've got it. Something's wrong with you. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Not a high IQ thinker. I don't know. So anyway, there you go. Figure that one out. No, but I thank God for watching out for me. But this is a season now. There's not going to be any more showboating going on. There's not going to be any more of um, God allowing one man shows to go on. He's getting us back to the basics of love. He's teaching us how to do this thing if we'll listen and obey. And it's not a hard thing. It's not a hard test. Only thing that's difficult is the pressure of C2. And once you learn the seasons of God's heart, as you learn how to maneuver through, it gets easier. And if you think about this, 60, 70 years ago, we never had to deal with learning this stuff. We only have to learn it now because we've fallen so far away from God's love. So now it's, it's painful to come back to love. It's painful to come up through the warfare, but he's using it as a refining tool. Thank God. But we still don't have to deal with this. We went through the seasons of life and we went through life as usual and things didn't bother us. That's what happens. So the hour is critical and the time is getting late. And so the spirit of death and judgment have entered the room. Um, and that's been prophesied as well. What does that mean? That means you're either going to serve Holy Ghost fire. You're going to serve strange fire. You're either going to die in the land or you're going to die to self and you're going to come up higher into the spirit of love. You've got the choice. Dying in the land means you've settled for second best. You settled for less than what God wanted to bring to you in your lifetime. And I hope that's not you. I really, really do. I hope that a lot of you are heeding the call and, and getting so sick and tired of being sick and tired of all this mess that you're willing to do whatever he's telling you to do to get there. That's what my prayer is. But with that, I'm going to wrap up with Proverbs 11:4, And it's a short one today. 
It says, wealth is worthless in the day of wrath, but true righteousness delivers from death. Wealth is worthless in the day of wrath, but true righteousness delivers from death. And so I don't think you can make it any more plain. I mean, you can have, you can amass for yourself everything that you think you would need in this lifetime, but if you don't have the spirit of love, you have nothing. You're very, very poor person. Because the most loving people, richest people I've ever known, and they may work at McDonald's, but they're rich, rich, rich. Anyway, you're getting off early today. I'm going to let you get on with your week. We started early. But I hope you guys have had a good week. Thank you for joining me. I'm Dr. Missy Hood with the Ezekiel's Wheel. I do these on Tuesdays and on Fridays. Today's been, oh, and it stopped.